0: 273 of the pnc progression wrestling podcast it is the post show after aew all-in i'm elio he's ben ben what's going
1: on i'm very very good man i'm actually it's it's a miracle that i'm awake because i had a i had a very intense workout and um i hadn't been in the gym for two weeks for various reasons so it's a miracle that i'm awake but i wasn't gonna miss this particular show because as you said, it is the all-in p- post show, but not only that, folks. It is oh my god, that's the, right. It is the all-out pre-show Gosh. and the payback pre-show. No, just so stop. So <laughs> this is this is quite the um, this is quite the different approach for us. Actually, um,
0: you know, Ben, I was looking. Um, at the schedule for AEW pay per views. Yeah. So for like the remainder of uh, the year. Yeah. So All Out is on September 3rd. Apparently, Wrestle Dream is on October 1st. And Full Gear is November
1: 18th. Which one was on November 1st?
0: No, October 1st. Wrestle Dream.
1: What is Wrestle Dream?
0: Uh, I think Tony Con made an announcement that all uh, in about it. Um.
1: The,
0: the fuck Antonio, is that? The Antonio Inoki Memorial or something?
1: Uh, I okay, I didn't catch that, but apparently he's making shit up now. Okay.
0: No, because I'm looking at it right now. Uh, in April 2023, AEW filed trademark AEW Wrestle Dream. During the All In media scrum on August 27th, AEW President Tony Khan officially announced that AEW would hold a pay-per-view event called Wrestle Dream which will be held in honor of Antonio Inoki.
1: Oh, okay. I, um, I didn't, I didn't see the, uh, the media scrum afterwards. So that's yeah. why.
0: Actually okay. they, have it up, they have it up on that site that I use.
1: Okay. Well, I'll check it out then.
0: But like uh, three, three pay-per-views, September, October. And then uh, we have all, uh, we have payback on Saturday. We have an, no mercy on September 30th.
1: Christ yeah we're gonna be busy folks so <laughs>
0: let's, going
1: uh, on? yeah well thank God after tonight we don't have to do a show for another week but believe me we have enough to keep you covered for a week because as I said we're going to either be covering uh three shows with a pre-show or a post-show tonight so um so strap in, folks, if that intro sounded confusing, it's because I'm confused as well. So um, I'm right there with you, so make sure you have a caffeinated beverage, and uh, let's get started. In the interest of keeping this um, podcast as organized as possible and and um, not confusing for any of you, we are go- actually going to go over Raw first, so we can keep all of the pay-per-views together and not have to split them up.
0: Now, do you want to take Raw uh, and um, Ben? Actually, before we, uh, before you go on, hold on.
1: Yes. So uh, let's get the show underway with the um, Raw review. Um, so, the first high point that I had, well, really, the only um, high point that I had was the main event of Becky Lynch versus Zoe Sark. That was the real uh, standout match for me. And, the, you know, the fact that this was a high point um, was actually very surprising to me because... I am so tired of this feud between uh Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch, which thank God it ends at payback on Saturday. Um, even Trish Stratus has said she's ready to move on from this, and I don't I don't even know if it was an in-character um, interview when in what she said this, but regardless, she's right. I think the entire um WWE universe is ready to move on from this feud because my God. It's god-awful. But having said that, this match was easily the best thing on Raw and um, and both of these ladies absolutely killed it in this match. So if there's one match you need to go back and take a look at from last night, it, it is definitely Zoe Stark versus Becky Lynch. And then the other thing I wanted to mention um, surrounding Becky Lynch is... Um, as we were going off the air with Raw, um, she actually started to cry when she was holding up the, uh, Bray Wyatt armband that the, the majority of the wrestlers were wearing on Raw and AEW this week. So it kind of it got me emotional because, uh, you know, how often do you see, you know, wrestlers actually cry on the air for real so it's just um that one got me a little bit and then if you caught the um the uh post show moment that you shared with the crowd um that was cool too so if you didn't get a chance to see that i also recommend that you uh check that one out um low points for um for raw are uh, much more plentiful uh, than the high points um, largely because I really don't understand what they're doing and I hate to do this but my first low point for all well, folks. A question. I have a
0: question. Yeah. How many high points did you have? I had one. Wow. Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah, um,
0: I heard you. You said it was a Becky Lynch. Yeah, Taylor.
1: versus, yeah, yeah. But, folks, I gotta, I gotta tell you, my first low point, and it's not necessarily because of the match. I'll explain it. Ludwig Kaiser versus Chad Gable. Now, I'm. Now I'm pissed off, folks. I I'm, I'm gonna be straight up and honest with you. This pisses me off. Uh-oh. The the Intercontinental Championship match between Gunther and Chad Gable is not going to be on the pay-per-view at all.
0: Oh my god, hold on, hold on.
1: It's I, going to I know I it right now. Look
0: at there's he's nowhere on this card.
1: It's going to be fe- That's because, Elio, it's going to be featured on next week's edition of Raw. Now, God. who in the f- who in the <laughs> fuck made the decision to book this match again on Monday Night Raw after we already saw it once did Sean on Michael Monday up, Night Raw?
0: Did Shawn show up to Raw and decide to book
1: this episode? Well... Uh, no shit, folks, that was my first thought when I when I realized that that's what they were doing. I cannot believe that you are not going to put, you know, who, who's going to end up being the longest-reigning Intercontinental Championship on the run of his career on a pay-per-view. Now, granted, it's payback, and I don't really give a fuck about payback. I don't think anybody does. But it's the principle of the matter. You don't leave your Intercontinental Championship off of a pay per view, especially when it's being held by someone on a boss level, such as Walter. His name is Walter, but we're going to call him Gunther because that's what we have to do now.
0: <laughs> ben, remember, okay, before I was running down the, the pay per view lineup for the remainder of uh, 2023 for AEW. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the one for WWE, so we have. We have payback on Sun on Saturday, and no Mercy on the thirtieth. Then we have Fastlane on October the seventh, and Survivor Series on November twenty fifth.
1: So they're not doing a Halloween Havoc for NXT.
0: There's no, I'm not seeing that here uh, for a Halloween Havoc. Uh-huh
1: okay very good
0: unless they haven't announced it uh, i don't know but i know the last the the, the next uh the next one is no mercy on uh, september 30th
1: cool so um oh yeah, we're gonna be plenty busy folks fuck <laughs> jesus christ oh, fuck. um okay well low points for monday night raw um well more low points i should say The New Day and the Viking Raiders. I just don't care. I I really don't. Um, I don't understand why they're doing this um, feud. It seems irrelevant. And why would the New Day care about the breakup between between Drew McIntyre and Roll? I
0: know.
1: Like who what's going on? Why 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 do you care? Like who gives a fuck? Um, you know so. So and then one more thing about Chad Gable and um and uh Kaiser. Gunther. Oh okay. So last week he, last week Gable won the account out, right? Yes. This week he, this week he beat his chief henchman Ludwig Kaiser. He can't even get a clean pin over Ludwig Kaiser. Are you fucking kidding me? You motherfucker! And um, when I when I say that, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Chad Gable. I'm talking about whoever fucked this shit. You know, I'm 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 too tired and too upset to get you know to get loud and just vociferous know, over this. But Jason,
0: I'm, Chris- I'm just gonna say Shawn Michaels should never book any show. NXT Raw SmackDown nothing just. Go away! You you suck at booking.
1: Well, he absolutely does, folks. Um, so those were um, my oh okay. I'm sorry. I have to, I have to say this. Where are we going with this Tommaso, Champa Bronson Reed thing? Mm. Two uh, two of the most of the talented guys on your roster two of them of the most you know two of the guys that have the most potential to do the most good on your roster and you give them less than 5 minutes are you shitting me and and what's making me further upset is the review that I'm using Uh And and it shall remain nameless, both the site and the individual. Okay. This person, even though the match was four minutes and 16 seconds, folks, Mm -hmm. he rated the match three stars. Are you high? And what are you smoking? Because I want some, because that must be some good shit. And and that's coming from a guy that's straight-edge, but if you are that delusional that you would give that match a three-star rating, that must be some of the best shit ever. That must be good shit, pal. (laughs) 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 So so those were my high points and low points for Raw. Um, What did you have, Elio? Oh, I pretty
0: much had the uh, the same, but th- uh, why these go home shows for pay per views? Why are they do they suck anymore? Well, don't they all suck? No, I'm saying like uh, there there were there were some. You remember when go home shows were
1: good? Yeah, I'm saying I remember when they were appointment television.
0: I'm saying why do they suck now? Like every pay per view, it's like the go home show is
1: terrible i don't
0: understand
1: because because nobody cares they rely on the name and the history of the paper, right. I
0: wonder if of the
2: paper Jeez.
1: so that's why
0: so yeah basically, um, mine are the same that's it
1: but um okay let's um let's get into the all-in review and for this one we're gonna go uh match by match so Naturally, we're going to get kicked off before we get too far into it. But no, once, on. once about. we, once we get, well, not right now, but before we get too far into it, but we'll finish it up. No, um, no, you need
0: to cut off.
1: Oh, that's right, that's right, because we're in a different room. That's okay. Yeah, that. I'm sorry. I'm I'm so used to being in your room where we have those uh forty minute timelines. So oh, this is this is wonderful. We don't have to worry about that shit tonight. The Lord. This is fantastic. Um I'm happy. Shit. Okay. Very good. Um so before we even get to the main card of all in, we have to discuss the um, pre-show because they put a very important match on this pre-show. That of course being um, MJF and Cole versus Aussie Open for mm-hmm. the Ring of Honor uh, tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Um, now before we get to that, they also had a late addition added to the um, to the pre-show in Jack Perry versus Hook.
0: Now Ben, I have, or, I have a question. for you. Yeah. Didn't Jack Perry say he was going to retire the FTW Championship?
1: Yes. Well, I'm I'm hoping that that's what he'll do on Dynamite. Um. Well, once he gets back from suspension now, but we'll get it. We'll get into that. Um. As we go through this match, because I guess that's the that's the best time to get into the suspension news. Although I'll. I'll I'll confess to you folks, um, and I'm sure Elio agrees with me, of course. Feel free to virtually punch me in the face if you don't, Elio. But I really don't want to spend too much time talking about AEW drama. I want to focus on the pay-per-view and how good it was. um, Because, you know, for all the bullshittery surrounding um, surrounding AEW right now, this was truly a great pay-per-view and a great showing for the company. And I always cheer for the betterment of professional wrestling. And I feel like this show uh, served that purpose. So that is the light in which I want to keep this review. So while we are going to uh, talk about the CM Punk thing after this match re- review because we have to. Um, you know, it's it's not going to be a focus and it's not going to take up a half an hour of our time because, quite frankly, we don't feel like it. Um, did I did I encapsulate your emotions with that, Elio? <laughs> yes. Okay. Very good. So, um, I, obviously. The, the first match of the pre-show um was um was zero zero hour aussie open versus maxwell jacob friedman they had a they had a contract signing beforehand featuring uh, miro and will hobbs for their all-out match i'm not sure why they, why they did that on a pre-show for a pay-per-view but nonetheless but this this was the first match i
0: guess it was uh, how long was the the zero hour an hour long
1: so they had two I, matches i, I, plus I, I guess the, to
0: fill up that hour i don't know
1: i yeah but, but it was it was just kind of confusing but then again they have no time to build all out because they put themselves in this position <laughs> um <laughs> And they further screwed themselves with the drama surrounding CM Punk. We're all out. But we'll get into that in a minute. Anyway, um, so let's talk about the positives and negatives of this match from my perspective. And then, of course, I'll pass it over to Elio, because I really do want to get his thoughts as well. And I want to show up so I can get a drink. I've been talking too much. Um, but um, so... Really, this match was a focus of two spots. One was um like an Aussie arrow that um that oh uh, Mark Fletcher and um oh what's the other guy's name? Fuck um um you mean,
0: um you mean Kyle Fletcher?
1: uh yeah Kyle Fletcher and um was yes that, that they hit on MJF and then the other move was um was the kangaroo kick by MJF which was hilarious it's a, it's a double drop kick with the lead up he's hopping like a kangaroo it's hilarious it's probably the funniest shit i've ever seen it, it's so it's a double drop kick followed by a kick up, followed by a kip up. but he's coughing like a fucking kangaroo, <laughs> it's it's just hilarious. I don't know why he I don't know why he's doing that now, but it was it's just hilarious. So um, I was surprised by the um, the outcome of this match. I was not expecting them to win uh the tag team titles prior to facing off for the world title and in the main event. I really wasn't because I didn't expect this partnership to go past this pay-per-view. I thought it was just a way to build up to the match and then I I guess because they were just as confused by this pre-show as I was when I was first watching it. So so uh you know Apparently, we're not the only ones confused by this. The direction of this MJF and Cole situation, even even technology doesn't understand how uh, Tony Khan does things from time to time. Oh. Um, but any anywho, so so the the positive of this is that it does keep that going because it. I do find this entertaining. I'm not sure how they can keep this going, um, long term. And I do, I do not like the fact that MJF and Cole are the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. It would have been it's much weird. more... Yes. I would have felt much more comfortable had they captured the AEW Tag Team titles. Right. Um, because...
0: They're AEW. Now,
1: right. And, and so what that tells me about Ring of Honor is that right now they don't value the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles and they must not be doing much with them in in their hour of television wherever it airs because i don't know it, it airs on the, you know in off in space somewhere i, I don't know but um <laughs> um so that part is, that part is confusing um the fact that it's ring of honor and MJF has nothing to do with with ring of honor um so you know this had its positives and negatives but it really wasn't a match as much as it was like a spot to set up something and more intrigue for the main event so i guess for that it served its purpose um now um now this now i now i if you had asked me prior to Prior to um, you know uh, the Saturday afternoon, you know which which match on which match on the pre-show would we be talking about more? Um, Adam Cole and MJF versus Aussie Open, or um, you know Jack Perry versus um, versus Hook? I would have I would have told you, "Duh, are you high?" It's Adam Cole and MJF versus off the open but guess what folks that's not true because drama has struck again oh my god I know in the AEW locker room yay For me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know I you know we're we're laughing and you know I'm ha- having a good time because that's what Elio so, and so, i so, sorry
0: Ben I'm just reading something here about MJF now you know that movie The Iron Claw is coming
1: out right and he was in it yes
0: do you know do you know what character he plays
1: um isn't it um Ross Von Erich or something no
0: he's gonna play Lance Von Erich the forgotten Von Eric, because the Von Erich cousin
1: Oh, I've never even heard of the land's Eric.
0: There's a story there, but uh, I'll tell you off air. But that was, I was—I just found that interesting because I was looking up MJF, and I noticed that about the Crow. Go on.
1: But um, but so, so during this match, and and the match between Jack Perry and 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 Hook wasn't bad at all. You know, it 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 unfolded exactly the way that we thought it would and and, um hook won the title back which everybody saw coming i'm not once again every time we mention the ftw title i have to i have to ask you why is it being defended on tv when or when it won a pay-per-view when it is not a recognized championship now i i understand in hook's case it has a lot to do with his lineage and you know he's fighting on behalf of his family. I get that, but it's not a recognized championship. Why are you giving it a spotlight on your biggest show of all time? I don't understand that at all. Yeah. But um, you know, if they if they retire it right after this. Um, and this was a, a, a send off and a way to get it back to you know its rightful owners. Then I'm good with that. But legitimately, if they keep going with the FTW title, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know what the point is. And I, I, I you know, that and that's no disrespect to anybody. Like I, I'm the biggest ECW guy you'll ever, you know, you'll ever find. I have. A deep appreciation for ECW, but this is 2023, and what the fuck does the FTW title mean in 2023? The answer is nothing, because it's a title that technically doesn't exist. All right. Am I clear? Does Professor Pierce need to explain anything further? By the way, Fuck Taz because he keeps screwing me on the pay per view points game over on the Wrestling POV podcast. <laughs> <Dumb shit. laughs> okay. But um, but you know taz. the 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 match itself was was fine, Ooh. right? Yeah. No problem with the match. Perfect, but drama had to start. Somebody had to start shit. And everybody, you know, and I kind of got into a back and forth in, in the in the messenger with the POV guys, and I had to kind of like pull myself back because they're very anti-CM punk, and I, I get it, you know, but is it just me, Elio? I know you're kind of anti-CM punk as well, and I, and believe me, I understand it. And I'm trusting it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. But it just seems to me that CM Punk is taking every single ounce of blame for everything that's going wrong with AEW right now. And I don't think that's fair because it takes more than one party to, to keep this kind of shit going. And and from where, and also just one more sentence, and then I'll let you jump in here. Regardless of what happened backstage, Jack Perry started this shit because of what he said on air during his match. He called the camera over to him and said, "Real glass, cry me a fucking like cry me a river," like he started that drama. Like, am I missing something here?
0: So, I I already told you on Saturday, I'm starting to dislike Jack Perry. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say uh, I think it, because yeah, it takes more than just one person to start all this drama, but I guess based on Punk's history since he, the, everything happened last year, I guess, um. It, it, yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't be all on him, but I think the majority of it is on him because of his history of uh, doing st- causing drama.
1: Well, I I I wouldn't even say the majority of it's on him. Like I would say half of it is. Like believe me, folks, I'm not blind to see punk's uh you know role in all of this, but I'm just saying. You know, half of it's on him and then like half of it's gotta be on Tony Khan and then and then Yeah, no no
0: I meant say I meant Tony but like half of it has to be on him, but like Tony Khan when I have a question
2: when yeah. is
0: Tony Khan actually gonna give a damn and uh, do something about this?
1: Well and and that's the that's the next area of of conversation and that's what I wanted to bring up and then and then I swear we're gonna get back to the wrestling, and then we're gonna stick with the wrestling after I ask you this question. I promise you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but um, so the announcement was officially made today that that AEW has suspended uh, both CM Punk and um, Jack Perry for the role in a backstage no. altercation stemming from what I just said.
0: Right, and where's that going to be?
1: <laughs> and, and and that's exactly what I said in in the group chat. I'm like, do you really think Tony Khan's going to keep CM Punk away from Chicago? Let me tell you something, folks. I'm not saying that Tony Tony Khan shouldn't keep CM Punk away from Chicago because based on based on everything that went down, you know, this past weekend, he absolutely should these repercussions, as should Jack Perry. So logically, a boss should stick to his guns and suspend them regardless of the circumstances surrounding, you know, the location of All Out. Having said that, folks, do you honestly believe that Tony Khan is going to keep his golden goose who resides in Chicago out of all Out, which takes place in Chicago? The answer is no. Look, if I would be floored, I, I would honestly fall out of my chair if CM Punk did not show up at All Out next week. And you know what? If he if he doesn't on the other side of that coin, if CM Punk does not show up at all next week, folks, mm-hmm. my respect for Tony Khan will go way up. Because right now he's a fucking joke. I'm
0: telling you, it's like Tony. It's, it's getting ridiculous. Like you're, you, 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 you run a company. Okay, you're supposed to be the boss. Act like one.
1: And like. You know, everybody's pointing at CM Punk and and believe me, I'm not saying I'm not saying that CM Punk is a choir boy and all of this. Believe me, I'm not blind to the drama that he's causing. But I'm just saying why why does he garner the most attention when you know when the boss of this multi million dollar company is the one allowing this shit? Right. Because he continues to sign uh punk's paychecks and he built an entire show around him after he caused this this first round of bullshit at all in last year
0: yeah that makes no sense You caused all this trouble last year then you 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 go away and then we create a collision just for you because god knows you have to have your way
1: so the the whole the whole thing just doesn't smell right to me. But like I said, um, my respect level for Tony Khan will go will actually skyrocket if CM Punk is not in Chicago next week.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but moving on, um, um, to the uh, main card here, the first match we had was. Samoa Joe and CM Punk for the real world title. And before we get into
2: just... the
1: match itself, I'm going to tell you something, folks. I understand the the reason why they're going with this angle because legitimately, CM Punk never lost the. the the AEW World title before he was injured and then went away because of that and the, um you know, brawl-out brawl out incident, right? But the reality is this. Um, he's not a recognized world champion. Nope. The recognized world champion is MJF. So... Why are we having a real world title match? This is not see the the difference between this and and say um Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall, why don't Match WrestleMania ten? is because they no, never no, no, no
0: the, the this one with the two championships they had at SummerSlam. Ninety four.
1: Well yeah. But but I'm just, I'm just saying, the difference between yeah. this and that is because Shawn Michaels was legitimately stripped of those championships prior to these matches. So he wasn't a recognized champion going in. CM Punk was never stripped, and they're still going with these fucking real world title matches even though we have a real world title match the actual world title match in the main event of this card so who's the champion is it CM Punk or is it MJF because in my book it's MJF you know know,
0: know, this, this is this is so weird that the first match on the card is for the real world championship the last match on the card is for the AEW world championship which is a recognized championship
1: Exactly. I mean, look with, at this championship I mean, matches was. But but that's what I'm saying. So with who in your mind, folks, who is the real and by real, I mean the actual world champion. Is it MJF or is it CM Punk? Because in my book it's MJF. Okay, I see, Sorry. I, see, I smell another post. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and, but that should be a that should be a post.
0: No, that's t- what I'm saying. I saw another post for like uh, the next week.
1: Now, now sp- speaking about the actual match, this match was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say say what you want about wanting CM Punk versus Kenny Omega, um, or something along those lines. But it makes perfect sense for people that want that. Um, but. This match was fantastic. Both of, both of these guys really stepped up and delivered something. I mean, some of these spots are just absolutely brutal looking. Quite frankly, um, you know, especially when when Punk got whipped into the into the announce table. Mm-hmm. and literally his head went through the announce table i'm like ow fuck jesus christ yeah. <laughs> you know that that really hurt you know but but was it on the level of was it on the level of their previous three matches i can't tell you if they were and the reason for that folks i'm just gonna be honest with you I haven't seen their previous three matches, no. so I could I couldn't tell you. I'm but this one was fantastic.
0: You know what? Actually, yeah, yeah, sorry. While, while you're doing that, I should uh, I should uh, pull, do what we always do. I should pull up uh, the wrestling data site to just to see the ratings that they that they these matches got.
1: Yeah, and well, this one, according to to the site that I'm using, this one got, um, well, they used they used letter grades in this case, so they, they gave it a B, which I agree, but, but what was really nice was that it wasn't the GTS that finished it, it was the Pepsi Plunge. Now, granted, the Pepsi Plunge wasn't executed very well. And for those of you that don't know what the Pepsi plunge is in case you didn't see it or haven't seen uh c m Punk use that move before, it's pretty much a middle world pedigree.
0: Um, oh, I'm so sorry Ben, before you go on, I'm gonna just go back to the zero hour matches real quick and and then just give you the rating right. So what would you rate the tag team match? How open versus Punk and MJF? I mean, they're Adam Cole and MJF. Two stars. 51% went, gave
2: it three.
1: Well, that, that was incredibly generous.
0: And Hook versus Jack Perry, what do you give that? Um,
1: I, I'll give that a three.
0: All right, 49% agree. They gave it a three. No, sorry, 45% agree. They gave it a three as well.
1: Okay. And, and what, the, did they, what did they give this match?
0: This match is confusing because there's a three way tie. With 29% giving it a three, four, and a five star.
1: Well, the four and five stars, you're high. I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially the five star. I don't know what the fuck you're looking at. I, I, you know, I mean, unless you're a Dave cock cocksucker, I, you know. <laughs> Pardon, pardon, the imagery, but Jesus Christ, it's Kurt Angle. Check this out: two percent giving zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. What? But um, no, this was a very good match, and and they they did a fantastic job. It was very obvious that these guys have history. They they did, you know. You know Samoa Joe's mannerisms were awesome. Uh, CM Punk's mannerisms were awesome. You know, the, I would say you know the one thing that took away from the match for me was the fact that, um, well, one, it's not a real world title in my book, and two, the the result was was so fucking obvious. Yeah. But outside of that, the actual ring work of this match was amazing and i'm not sure why my dog is sitting with his back to me stuck still what, what what the hell are you doing um uh, is, is he protesting the ratings or is he protesting dave mother i think he's protesting um uh,
0: punk's uh real world championship status
1: yes perhaps i i'm sorry charlie jesus christ um Well, apparently we pissed Charlie off. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: (laughs) I've I've never quite seen him do this. He's facing away from me, sitting quite (laughs) calmly. He looks like he's meditating. Um, But um, yes, but this was in all seriousness. This was a very, very good match. Okay. Um, So fantastic way to get the uh, to get the. Um, evening underway. So, next up, we had the match that I didn't want. I didn't want it to go to be structured this way, and, and it being the Golden Elite versus the Bullet Club and Konosuke Takeshita. I because I, I really don't like six man tag matches, mm-hmm. I, I just don't, and even even though this match was good, the the um the six man still took away from it.
0: And, I, have a, I have a question. And, oh, so yeah, go on, go on, go on. Then I'll ask.
1: Um, but having said that, that once again I have to be honest with you, because I'm I'm always honest with you, despite my um cover, despite my opinion of um six-man tags this one was very very good and um i, I noticed that, that jr seemed completely disinterested in this match he couldn't give a single fuck <laughs> I, on commentary he he couldn't give a single fuck so if you go back and and listen to this um on commentary you'll you'll hear jr say such things as that was a weak ass cover um you know Among other I, things, you know,
0: I, I thought i heard him say some all oh, that old man mannerisms on on commentary like i thought i was saying jesus cry me
1: um well i don't know if he said that i didn't know no, i think i
0: heard that one as well i did hear you he, that was a weak ass cover <laughs> oh, what are you doing
1: so, 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 as expected with with the um um with the combatants involved, this match was 100 miles an hour, which for me in a six-man tag match makes it hard to follow. That's always been the case. That's just for me. Um, and and I would have appreciated more story and more focus on the history between these men. And kind of explain why we got this match. Now to the commentary's credit, they did get a little bit into that with um Kenny Omega's history with the Bullet Club and, and then, you know, Jay White taking over after Kenny left Japan. Um so they did get into it a little bit, but uh, just not enough in my opinion. But for a six man tag, this was very, very good. Not much but yeah. Much um, much better than what you see on Raw, for instance.
0: Okay, now, um, what do you know about Kodabushi? I mean, like his Japan stuff.
1: Um, to be honest with you, not much of anything because New Japan for wrestling is the one gaping weakness in my wrestling knowledge.
0: Okay, so I asked that because they're called they called themselves the Golden Elite. That is because in New Japan. Kenny Omega and Korobushi were a tag team. They were called the Golden Lovers. Oh God! I I can't make that up.
1: Okay, well I could I could make a plethora of jokes, but I'm yes. I'm gonna refrain.
0: <laughs> okay, but what, what do you give this one?
1: I I give it a I give it a three star. This one was a lot of fun. And thirty six percent gave it
0: three stars.
1: Okay, very good.
0: All right, next we have for the AEW World Tag Team Championships FTR versus the Young
1: Bucks. This match was fucking incredible. Now, now, we're not doing the typical high point, low point thing because this is a pay per view. It's not a weekly show. That's why we're going over every match versus just giving you the high points and low points. But if I were to give a high point of high points for for this for this show, this would be that match. Yes. Holy shit. Now, I have given criticism. And right, I'll be right to, back.
0: We got phone
1: calls uh, coming in. We're not taking calls right now. I have given criticism to the young bucks, um, for good reason, in my opinion, um. In the past, but when when they've had a kick-ass match like this, I have admitted it, and um, this one was an absolutely kick-ass match. FTR has um, definitely state their claim um, to being the best tag team in in history at this point. At this point, in my opinion, now. My favorite tag team, I think, will always be the Briscoes. Um, but F, in terms of work and, and 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 just consistency level, you know, FTR has to be in that conversation. And like, holy shit, between this, you know, the 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 trilogy of matches that they had with Mark and Jay Briscoe, which I had the pleasure of seeing all of them, um. And um, and so many other uh, classic uh, FTR matches in NXT. Um, say yeah, um, you know I'm being a nerd. I know, uh, but um, you know FTR is fucking fantastic. And and you know I like I said I give the Young Bucks a lot of shit, and I I think justifiably so because they don't sell for shit. And um, you know, I, I think th- they come off as goofballs to me and not very genuine. And I hope I'm wrong, but that's I. That's why I'm I'm harsh on them, um, because it to me they the, they don't sell, and that's part of the art of pro wrestling. But having said that, this match was fucking incredible, and they had another and their uh, previous two matches were were incredible as well like the match that they had together i think it was um way back at one of the, the revolution shows was absolutely balls. i mean so this one definitely lived up to that one for sure um so definitely one of my high points of the show now um now where did the where did the reviews go shit where, fuck? Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me look. Hang on. Fuck. All right, I, I gotta I gotta pull them. Oh no! Here, here they are. All
2: right.
1: Okay. Very good. Um, I don't I don't have to I don't have to I don't have to, don't have to throw a hissy fit. Very good.
0: But you've done in this match right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So this match. What do you got?
1: I I I give this one a four star.
0: Thirty-two percent gave it a four
1: star. Yeah, this this one was awesome. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. Now the the next couple of matches were a downturn for me. This is what this is where the pay per view started to drag, folks. With the uh, with the stadium stampede match. You know what? Now, I didn't care for this match. No, I mean there was just too much going on. Um you, you know, there was too much to follow, you know, there were people all over the place. You know, it's much easier to follow when you don't have a crowd in the middle of a pandemic, but when you're in the middle of 80,000 people and okay. you got okay. split okay. screens. Okay,
0: what are you high? And you're not going to believe the ratings on this one. What do you... Go ahead and... Uh, or, I don't know. Is, do you have anything to say about this match? You, I, you
1: know what? I can't even rate this, man. I I can't even fairly say anything about this because, one, it's just not like a tea, And, two, it was so hard to follow. It's like, what the fuck is going on I'll, here? I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. Okay, so
0: 33% gave it a five-star <laughs>
1: You're oh my god, you're you're fucking high off your ass. I'm sorry,
0: I just don't enjoy these matches, like uh, matches matches like this.' It's just like during the pandemic, okay, fine, it worked, but in front of a crowd, no yeah. One.
1: And, and it was entirely too confusing it was like I, what I, the I, hell
0: i did like uh, the one uh where they were actually like insane like the whole football <laughs> field stuff that was pretty cool
2: yeah
0: uh, so next we had um the
2: next, yeah
1: next next we had the women's match and this was in my opinion the lowest of the low points i don't know what the fuck they were I'll, doing with I'll tell, it with I'll, this match. I'll,
0: I'll tell you what i did like about this match I liked Soraya's entrance coming out to Queen. We all rock you, and I liked uh, the ending. Like uh, when they showed her mom in the crowd, that one spot where she was holding—I forget who it was. I think it was, uh, yeah, Ruby, and she was holding. No, yeah, it was Ruby, right? Where she was holding, and um, and Tony Storm went and uh, to punch Ruby, but Ruby moved and punched Soraya's mom instead.
1: Yeah, that was funny. Now I. Uh, I honestly I don't get this because this this um person gave this match a B minus and I don't under I I mean I understand Soraya is from uh England and it was a feel good moment and and yeah. all that stuff and I take nothing away from from Saraya and what she's given to professional wrestling and I mean, the work that, that, that I, I mean that part of, like.
0: But for the rest of the match
1: itself, man. yeah, and and also you know the work that it took for her to come back from the broken neck and all that stuff. So like so yeah, I can appreciate, I, I can appreciate the moment and and um all of that. But here is where my problem comes in, mm-hmm. okay? Because and I I want to hear your opinion on this because I feel like I'm talking too much and I apologize, um. She just won the championship. Why did you give her the championship only to have her drop it in this situation? What was the point of that? Right. Like, I don't... There's something missing in translation there. And from a storyline perspective, even further, it doesn't make a lot of sense for um Saraya to win the championship. And once again, this is nothing against Saraya. I have I have nothing against her at all. Um, but but, you know, she's been involved with the um with the outcast, you know, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. She's been nowhere near the world title picture. And then all of a sudden she's a world champion huh I, I mean she's, she's barely wrestled at all maybe that's for good reason because they're trying to protect her but like I like I legitimately I don't understand this decision and and furthermore I don't understand how it benefits the women's division I don't because because Tony Storm and Higaru Ushida are so much better for the women's division as, as they currently are as wrestlers and as representatives in, in women's wrestling now for what they can do in the ring, you know? Uh, so this one was just a, went over my head a little bit. Um, I just, I, I, I don't really get it. And, and the fact that this was rated a B minus, let me give it a two star rating. And that's that's being generous.
0: Uh, Here's what uh, this match got on, on the site here. So, so it means go okay. What would you give it? Two stars. Two stars. This one, 39% gave it a three.
1: Um, No. Oh, and before I forget, let me let me back up because I did pull this up earlier in reference to the uh, CM Punk Jack Perry situation. Mm-hmm. So Brian Alvarez, as much as I despise the Wrestling Observer Live, this is this is the latest
2: information that they,
1: they were that they were given. I'm gonna read this. And then that's going to be the last thing that we'll say. Um, So it says here um, that he has communicated, talking about Alvarez, he first mentioned that he has communicated with multiple sources since the episode aired and found out that there are varying accounts of the incident, so since the pay-per-view aired. he, he goes on to say, discussing the background of of their issue, which which occurred weeks prior and involved the glass stunt with Hook. Um, Alvarez verified that Perry had prearranged vacation plans. He fr- so so apparently this spot was going to be used to write him out so he could go on um, vacation. Um, he further added that while the car glass stunt in the collision event was initially lit, CM Punk vetoed it. Now, this is me speaking. Since when does CM Punk have the power to veto creative decisions for other wrestlers?
0: Oh, you're gonna, you gonna we're gonna read the comments on Friday's show because these two guys were going back and forth about this whole situation.
1: But 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 I don't. To be honest with you, I don't really care about back and forth. I, you know, th- th- this is me talking, uh, me and you, you know, and I, I trust our takes much more than just random people.
2: Yeah, like,
1: I'm sorry.
0: No, I, um, I, I yeah, I don't, but, I don't understand. And, like, since when does Punk get to tell Christopher Dangles to go home?
1: What? Yeah, yes, it, And but exactly, so since when does CM Punk I have the power to veto creative decisions <laughs> that don't involve him? So anyway, Alvarez shared the issue from the Jungle Boy side was the belief that I got this okay, it, I got this okayed, it was cleared with the company, and then this guy didn't let me do it. Uh, he felt like he's not letting me do it because I'm friends with the young bucks. Uh, That was what was in his mind, apparently. Alvarez clarified that this information didn't come directly from Jack Perry, but it had been circulating within the company for weeks. Now, this next part is on the subject of CM Punk's reported transportation problems. Getting to... All in to begin with, and for those of you that don't know about that, um, the situation there is that, um, is that there was no car waiting for Punk to take him to the venue, um, as there was with the other wrestlers. So he called a number to get a ride, and nobody gave him one, so he had to pretty much hitchhike and get directions from fans and take the train to get to the venue for for all in which which from a professional standpoint is fucking ridiculous and that's me talking but here here's alvarez so he says i have heard two versions of this story one version is that cm punk arrived nobody was there he couldn't get a hold of anybody, and so he decided that he was going to take the train. The other version I heard is that when he arrived, there was nobody there, but he did get a hold of people, and he offered, or they asked if he wanted to take the train, but that he was fine with taking the train. That's the other story that I heard. If if you guys feel that, like that's confusing, you're not the only one, because holy shit um he he also raised the question of why didn't offer ride share services thank you i'll agree with i'll agree with brian alvarez wholeheartedly on that one too um suggesting that it's possible no drivers were available based on his own experiences in the uk apparently uk doesn't have good Ubers. i don't know but um regarding regarding the altercation that they had at all in this was this was after after Jack Perry and Huck's match at um on the pre-show jack goes through the curtain he goes through the glass and they're working on his guts that was shortly before the show was supposed to go on the air Uh, CM Punk walks by and says, do you have a problem with me? Uh, Jack Perry says something to the effect of, well, you heard what I said out there. Um, Speaking about what happened next, Alvarez continued with the following. According to several people, uh, Punk said something to the effect of, you know, I can beat your ass, right? Uh, Then there was an incident. It was very quick. Pretty much 100% of the witnesses said Punk made the comment and either shoved or pie-faced Jungle Boy, grabbed him in the guillotine front headlock, and it was immediately broken up. Uh, Samoa Joe was right there. Everybody was right there. Nobody got their asses kicked. There was nothing like that. Um, Alvarez understood that all these events unfolded in close proximity to Tony Khan uh, with Alvarez noting they got close enough to Tony Khan that I believe monitors were knocked down literally on top of Tony Khan. Uh, He was right there and he saw everything and a lot of people were right there and they saw everything. Uh, So once again, this is Ben Pierce talking. Why the fuck can't Tony Khan step in and say, we'll handle this after the show? Get your asses back to your respective locker rooms. Shut the fuck up. We have a very important show, the most important show in the history of this company. I'm not putting up with this shit right now. Get your asses in a locker room and be professionals. Why can't he do that? And I'll answer my own question because I think he's a fan before he's a boss. I'm sorry. Is, is that a hot take I don't think so but moving forward with reading this statement I'm so, I'm sorry I get so frustrated with having to cover this I'm sorry um but this is why I read the, the these official statements because I get frustrated with that, with having to uh with having to go back and forth with this with multiple people on the podcast so I just Whether it's Vince or Tony Khan or whatever, I just wait till official statements or reports come out, and I read those because I feel like that's more professional. I come from the news business, and that's what we wait for. We don't put opinions on the news now. Obviously, this is a podcast, so I can do I can I can put opinions on the air, but holy shit! Um, so it it um it goes on to say. Finally, Alvarez stated that CM Punk was visibly angry, stating several people said that he threatened to quit and he didn't want to go out for the match. I believe they went to FTR and the Young Bucks, and they were like, can you guys open the show? And the response was, we're not ready to open the show. Then they went to the six-man with Kenny and Hangman and all of those guys, and they were like, I guess we can. And so they were getting ready to go out. And I was told that Samoa Joe was furious, as he should be. That's me talking. Um, He's at Wembley. There's 80,000 people there. And he's about to go out there. And apparently, he talked Punk into doing the match. So that's that's a statement coming from Brian Alvarez and Wrestling Observer Live for whatever you guys take that to mean. Um, I I read that not because I particularly believe in Brian Alvarez or Wrestling Observer Live as a source. It's just that I, I prefer to wait for official statements on these kind of things and not have to go back and forth with opinions. And, and then something comes out later and we look like assholes because we reported something that was wrong. That's why I do stuff like this. But you're getting back to the wrestling at all in because that's what I want to discuss. Um, Elio, do you have do you have anything to add to in, to all of this before we uh, before we get back to the wrestling?
0: No, I've, I've I got nothing else to say about
1: it. Okay. Well, thank God, and thanks for sticking with me on that one. I appreciate it. Um, so next up, the the show continues to go downhill, in my opinion. Uh, following the Stadium Stampede, God. we have we have Sting and Darby Allin versus Christian Cage and Swerve Strickland in a coffin match. Now, Ben, ben I have a question. Since when does Sting uh,
0: think he's the Undertaker? That
1: that one spot where he set up in the coffin, what? I I don't know. I was very confused. Now, now I un- I understand why they took Ar Fox off the pay per view because I explained that last time. But it was just what what is does what Christian Cage and Swerve Sherman have to do with each other, and why w- why would Christian Cage, being the asshole that he is, volunteer to go into a casket match? Uh, and
0: another question why is he walking out with the tnt title around his waist when Lucasaurus is a champion why a champion. i i
1: i don't know i don't know And front here them here's another question how, how much money do you think tony khan had to spend to get the rights for metallica seek and destroy for Sting I, to walk out to the I, ring i,
0: I mean that, that was a stings wcw theme
1: yes yeah. and, and i knew that
0: no, no, I'm just, no, I, I'm saying those things that he doing so I was surprised to hear him walk out to that theme,
1: yeah, so that was a surprise so so apparently, Tony Khan was just shit was just shilling out the cash um but uh yeah i I didn't care for this match to be honest with you folks, I can't really rate it because I used this as a bathroom break opportunity, God. I didn't care. Well, I really, I really didn't care. Well, you know
0: what? Thirty-one <laughs> percent did because they gave it three stars.
1: Well, well, at least they didn't give it a four or a five. If they, if they had done that, I would have flipped my shit.
0: No, only sixteen gave it a four, and only six percent gave it a five.
1: Well, those six percent are high. Are high, and how and how much gave it a four? What percentage?
0: Sixteen.
1: Okay, well, you're that twenty-two percent of people. You're you're on drugs. Clearly, you're you're just on drugs, or you're AEW shills and you suck. Right. Um. You know. I yeah. just. You know. But what this, the ne- fuck. this
0: next match was a match of the night for me.
1: Chris Jericho versus Osprey.
0: Yes.
1: What'd you like about it? Cause I've I, I say, I've it. Sh- I've say
0: that, like. I said like. The whole match itself,
1: like, and um, the way, like, everything worked from beginning to end. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, this was, this was a very good match. Um, you know, and, and shout out to Jericho because he can still do this at a very high level. And I was concerned with this matchup with Osprey going in because, um. Because, you know, I thought he would have to wrestle down to uh, Chris Shergo's style, but it, it didn't um, it didn't turn out that way. So shout out to both of them, because this match turned out to be much better than what I would have expected. And like I said, if we were doing this in the regular format, like we do regular shows, this would have definitely been a high point for me. Whereas the last two matches I described would have been low points.
0: And what was what did you what would you give this one?
1: Um what would I what would I give Jericho and Osprey? Mm-hmm. I would I would give it a B. I thought it was a very good.
0: Oh, number, numbers.
1: Oh, oh, numbers. I'm sorry. Um I would give it a
0: 3. 35% give it a 4.
1: Well, you know what? I can't really argue with that either. So I don't I don't blame them. They're right. Um, but uh, the next match we had was um for the trios tag team titles and I'm not gonna lie to you, this one kinda of pissed me off. Um, and because because of the result, I'm gonna have to give it a low point. Yeah,
0: no, I agree because and
1: what are they doing? Giving oh, wait, the wait,
0: acclaimed, and they're using badass Billy Gunn. What? Well, there's that, and
1: I, I, I mean, this Smash confused me. I, I mean, why, why are you giving the belt to to um Billy Gunn and the acclaimed over the House of Black? Right. The fuck. I don't care about any storyline you have with Billy Gunn. It's not good enough to give him the tag team title of, the, of any kind. I mean, no disrespect to, to Billy Gunn whatsoever. I have, I have nothing but respect for his legacy and what he's done for wrestling. But Jesus Christ, the, doing that to the House of Black, which, by the way, their entrance and the tribute to um, Bray Wyatt with the, with the music, and the lantern yep. was awesome. Yep. That got that got me with all the fireflies coming out. That that was really cool. But the um but the match itself was a low point, largely because of the creative decision to give the acclaimed and Billy Gunn the, the championships. So I was you, like see so like a you
0: give it like a two star or a one star?
1: I'd or give two. it a two star. Yeah. Okay. Thirty two
0: percent give it a three. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know what they're thinking. I I I guess they felt the wrestling warranted that, but I'm I'm looking at both factors between the story and the wrestling when I rate these matches, and you know the story and the reasoning behind the title change made absolutely no sense whatsoever.
0: And that brings us to the main event: MJF versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship.
1: This match was absolutely fantastic. Yep. This had everything you could want. Storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, fantastic wrestling. This was two of the best at what they do, showcasing what the fuck they do and why they do it better than I'm almost anybody else on the motherfucking planet. This, th- this is the main event of a goddamn pay-per-view. You know, like this, this smoked like everything. You know, and like uh, going into this, I told you this for the for the their pre-show match where they won the the tag team titles, right? I expected that I expected MJF to turn on Cole. But based on the match and the storytelling with 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 Roderick Strong and how they bought him into it, um, you know, I love the fact that they're keeping MJF and couple together because now it makes sense that they won the tag team titles, because if they'd have won the tag team titles and then split up, I'm like, what was the point of doing that? You screwed ROH for for the sake of a cheap pop. But now, and while I still disagree with screwing ROH like that, um, you know, at least this makes it make storyline sense. And this match was everything fun about pro wrestling. This match was absolutely amazing. And shout out to both of them, honestly. Yeah, no, um,
2: For me,
0: this was a great match. Uh, this one, what? What do you get this one? Uh, I I give it four stars. How? Oh, Fifty-eight gave it five.
1: No, I'm allergic to bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no. But uh, but it's weird
0: because uh here it's listed uh twice. I don't know why. It must they probably did a. Uh Mr. I'm sorry, apparently
1: I'm very allergic to bullshit.
0: So because uh, the first one was uh five star, but uh the when I'm looking at uh, below that 33% gave it a four.
2: Oh no, that was the restart. What
0: do you mean the
1: restart? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um because originally the uh the first match ended in a time limit draw so they had to extend it so they could get a, oh, a straight yeah. up winner yeah
0: okay, i didn't know that because on uh the, the, the page obviously the wikipedia page it only had it listed uh, once that's why was, okay that's why yeah I, that's what was confusing because they listed it twice i'm like okay
1: no so that, that that's why they split the ratings like okay, that so
0: so the first one match got a five star from 58 and the restart
1: was 33% game before. Okay, well, that I mean, I, I still disagree with a five-star match. I, yeah. to, to call something a five-star match, that's like, to me, the wrestling has to be, like, mind-blowing, mm-hmm. you know? And I wouldn't call it this mind-blowing, but I'd call it extremely, extremely good. Yep. Um. So, overall, so, what, what
0: do you have for this pay overall? I I give
1: it a, a, a B plus. You know what? I I'm right there. I gave it a B plus as
0: well.
1: I can't quite give it an A because there were a few uh, you know, fumbles Yep. and matches that I wouldn't have put on the card. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have even put Stadium Stampede on the card. So there were like three matches that did not have to be on this card. Yeah. Uh, that were and I felt like they were just time killers and you know I've always been the guy that believes less is more and that's especially true in professional wrestling like I watched this thing for for four and a half hours now granted I I was pausing and rewinding because I wanted to I wanted to take notes of certain things for the podcast and I wanted to catch certain comments and certain things. You know, but it's like, you know, come on folks. This is getting a little long in the tooth. You know, actually this should tell you how long in the tooth this was getting. Okay. My mom on two occasions came in the room to bring me food. <laughs> that that that's how that's how long this fucking wow. thing was. Wow. She's like, are you still working on this shit? I'm like, yep. I'm like, she's like, do you want <laughs> the did you, you, you say that? Yeah. So <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> you know, I know um, she's like, do you want do you do you want this half over? half left leftover sub, I'm like, yeah, give. Uh uh, you know, and and then she, you know, gave me cereal as well. And it's just like, you know, when my mom starts doing stuff like that to take care of me while I'm working because she finds it ridiculous, that's how you know the length of something is absolutely ridiculous. Yep. You know, okay, but I
0: just, just I have to ask what cereal uh,
1: Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
0: Oh, okay. Good choice. Very
1: I good. love Cinnamon yep. Toast Crunch. Very good. All what, right, what's so, your, just for shits and giggles, what's your favorite cereal?
0: I have a few, I don't know, I like that one, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I, Apple Jacks, I like, I don't, I don't know, I haven't seen it anywhere, but I used to like the Come Chocolate and Frankenberry cereals.
1: Oh, cool! I never had Frankenberry, but I had all the rest of them.
0: I love Come Chocolate and Frankenberry; those were awesome.
1: Cool, very good. Um, so now we will get into the um payback. No, no, um, no,
0: no, 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 no! You know what? We should do all out uh, for some since, since uh I I already have the page open and um. Uh, and i'm uh, I'm on the next uh page where it says all out
2: okay very good since
0: we're already already did aw get that one out of the way
2: okay very good
0: all right
2: so i
0: can't believe all out has five matches already set yeah okay so well
1: well, it well the one major match isn't even set yet um because orange cassidy has two possible opponents Uh-oh. but uh, um so but go ahead top to bottom
0: we have the tnt championship christian cage defending against darby allen
1: well i have it as luchasaurus versus darby know, allen.
0: you see what i did there <laughs> <It>, uh, yes <yeah, laughs>
1: that was that was well played um I, w- I would say it has to be Luchasaurus, because otherwise, why put the title on him? He hasn't defended it yet.
0: This guy needs to fucking do something. Like, Christian Keech Chris is holding a championship that Luchasaurus won. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, so Luchasaurus it's needs to... It's like, he doesn't, the, think,
0: well, I mean, he doesn't care, I mean, can't blame him, really.
1: But... Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, I think Luchasaurus needs it a lot more than uh, Darby Allen does.
0: Okay, and next we have Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm going with Miro.
1: Absolutely, Miro.
0: Then we have for the TBS championship, if I couldn't care less about this one, Chris Stalander, Ruby Soho. I got Chris Statlander. Yep. Uh, this I don't... one, this one is one... Sorry, go on.
1: This is, you know, why, why book it? you know like this no disrespect to the ladies but like there's no storyline between these oh, ladies whatsoever oh, this match was booked just for the sake of booking uh, a match because they needed on. one
0: i i don't know if this is the story i believe because uh one not the going after willow nightingale and uh chris islander had teamed up with willow nightingale a few times I, were they
2: I, I mean i i, I, mean, I, I, I want
0: to say it was on collision or on rampage or something like that I, I see see how much uh we care about rampage
1: well i don't i don't give a shit about rampage yeah. i don't think anybody gives a fuck well, I'm, about I'm, rampage.
0: I'm saying that's uh, like i don't know <laughs> that's how terrible this build has been
1: but i would um, i would sorry. give it to uh chris stentlander because again she just won it so why take it off with her
0: okay then we have an uh still to be determined because of what you said orange Cassidy defending against either penta i get defending against john moxley
1: um so well i know i i want orange Cassidy to drop that motherfucker right I,
0: i'm
1: i'm done with orange in the international title you know what, but you
0: know what i'm gonna go with john moxley you
1: just but know. i but i know better and it's gonna be orange Cassidy. now if it's if John Moxley's in this match, then Orange Cassidy has no business beating him.
0: Well, who, who's wait? Uh, see, cause uh, it says Orange Cassidy or Penta versus John Moxley.
1: Well, the way that I have it is, um, it the way that it's written for me is Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley or Penta. So I don't know how they're gonna do that, but all I'm saying is, if John Moxley is the opponent, then Orange Cassidy has no business beating him. Yeah. But my, but then at that at that point, what the fuck would John Moxley do with the international title? Like right? it's beneath him, you know. So, but then again, like why would he take a loss from Orange Cassidy? So it's like why even book that match?
0: So I don't know you know what i'm just just feel because of this whole pay-per-view is just so whatever i'm just gonna go with moxley i don't care i don't uh, care about this pay-per-view that's why
2: well no i no i don't care about it
0: either so yeah i'm just go with moxley and uh the last match on here kenny omega versus kenosuke Takeshita. i'm gonna go with omega
1: um yeah i would say it's gotta be omega
0: All right, so that is All Out, which takes place on September 3rd from the United Center in Chicago. And now we can move on to.
2: Yay! Hooray! Thank you. Hooray! Yay! Oh, man. I didn't even have to ask him to do that ahead of time, folks.
0: All right, now we're going to move on to. Payback. Payback. payback is on saturday september 2nd from the ppg pennsylvania in pittsburgh pennsylvania
2: all right we,
1: what you got
0: we have six matches on this one okay so, see that's a
1: that's a reasonable pay per folks
0: so you know what um i'll go bottom to top so we have a a Steel City Street Fight for the Tag Team Championships. Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane versus the Judgment Day.
1: Again, really? For those of you that don't know, this was just booked last night. How important is it if it was just booked last night? Right. Honest yeah. to Christ.
0: I've got Owens and Zane.
1: Yeah, so do I.
0: Uh, and then we have L.A. Knight versus The Miz. I got L.A. Knight.
1: Absolutely,
2: yeah, L.A. Knight.
0: Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Austin uh, Theory. I'm going to go with Rey Mysterio. Yep, me too. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel. You know what? I'm going to see. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Come with on. Raquel.
1: And, uh, oh my God, you're blasphemous. How dare you do that to my dear, I didn't Rhea?
0: I didn't say she was going to win by pinfall, though. Remember, she can win the match, but it doesn't have to be by pinfall. So she, she can still win, but not win the title.
1: Well, that's true, but I'm I'm gonna go with Bria. All
0: right, then we have Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth
1: and Rollins.
0: I, I'm gonna say Damian Priest uh, wins because he's gonna cash in. Shinsuke is gonna win, and then Priest is gonna cash in. Well, that
1: would be interesting. And I, I, by the way, can I just say I love this new presentation for Shinsuke? I don't know why uh, they didn't. Do, I didn't. I don't know why they didn't do this from the beginning. On I, the I, 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 know, I know why. Because why
0: we already know who's running the show. Vince.
1: Well, yeah, but you know. You would hope there would be some, you know, brain power, but apparently with Vince, it's not. So so.
2: right,
0: I'm saying saying, that's why because of Vince, you know, he always has to have things his way, even though something might be good, he's like, oh no, it's terrible.
1: This isn't Burger King, Vince. You can't (laughs) always have it your way. (laughs) All right,
0: that brings us to the last match. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. I'm going with Becky Lynch and please me, let this be me, fun.
1: too. I know, seriously. God, it's like one of the worst feuds in recent memory, and that's all we have for uh payback.
0: So, absolutely now, Ben, um, we'll be right back because I'm going to set up this uh ranked this uh one video where we're gonna. The person's going to rank the top 10 WrestleMania themes.
1: Okay. And then while you're doing that, I'm just going to grab a drink and I'll be right back. All
0: right. All right, Ben. So I found one of those top 10 um, theme ranked lists. However, oh God. however, this is the WrestleMania edition. All these are theme WrestleMania theme songs. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. All right, so you heard all 10. Yep. Number 10 is My House from WrestleMania 32. I agree. Number nine is Invincible from WrestleMania 28.
2: Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with that.
0: Number eight is Wild Ones from WrestleMania 28. Okay. Seven is Bones from Wrestlemania 29. Six, Six is I Made It from Wrestlemania 26. Okay. Number five is I'm Coming Home from Wrestlemania 29. Okay. Number four is Rise from Wrestlemania 31.
2: All right, we're getting better.
0: Three is written in stars from
1: WrestleMania 27. Oh boo. <laughs> WrestleMania 27 suck. Nothing from WrestleMania 27 should touch the top three of any it's list. Other good. than the worst WrestleMania's of all time. No. Stop <laughs> it. No, don't do that.
2: <laughs>
1: Number
0: two is green light from WrestleMania 33.
2: Okay,
0: and number one is Legacy from WrestleMania 30.
2: Okay, I agree.
0: All right, now Ben, I found uh, the so I have a murder mystery for you. Oh boy! So let's take a look. Okay, let me just set this up real quick. All right, are you ready? Yep. So the first, we're gonna we have to find out who got killed. Now the way this works. I, Ben has two seconds and he tells me to stop, and I stop, and whichever wrestler it lands on is uh, the way it's gonna work. So, Ben, here we go and go. Stop. Oh. So, Matt Riddle got killed.
2: Okay. The stoner got got. huh? <laughs>
0: All right, so Matt Riddle got killed. So now let's take a look at who found the body and go. Stop. Oh, Big E found the body.
1: Oh boy, he's he's becoming a detective in his off time. (laughs) Right? All right, so let's see
0: who the actual detective was. All
2: right.
0: Uh, And go. Stop. Oh, okay. The detective was Roman Reigns.
2: Oh Lord. Okay.
0: now who fell who is the main suspect um and go
1: stop
0: oh oh Brock Lesnar is the main suspect
1: oh boy well they have issues with each other now remember
0: So, so Brock Lesnar is the main suspect. Uh, Okay. Now let's see who has the alibi. And go. Stop. Oh, Carrion Cross had an alibi. Okay. All right. Can Cross press the alibi? Okay. All right. But who is the killer? Who is the killer? And go.
2: Stop. Oh.
0: Random Ezekiel.
1: Oh my God. So <laughs> what? <laughs> Ezekiel still exists. Oh, my God.
0: Okay, so. But who helped him? Who helped Ezekiel, Ben? And go. Stop. Oh, okay. So Tommaso Ciampa helped him.
1: Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, he oh. does fit the profile for a psycho killer.
0: <laughs> now let's find out who went to jail. And go. Stop. Oh, wait, wait, you know what? Try it again, cause I didn't to, I didn't uh, into, uh And go.
1: Stop. Oh wow.
0: Okay. Uh Courtney Rose went to jail.
1: Oh god. WWE has a problem okay. on its hands. Public relations nightmare.
0: Now, who was a snitch? Who was a snitch, Ben and Go.
2: Stop. Oh
0: what? <laughs> Big E was a snitch. Oh,
2: Lord,
1: and and what um what role did Big E play earlier on?
0: So here's the way this is gonna work: Matt Riddle got killed. Big E found yeah. the body. Roman Reigns is the lead detective. Brock Lesnar was the main suspect. All right, Kami Cross had the alibi, Ezekiel was a killer, Tommaso Ciampa helped him, Cody Rose went to jail because Big E snitched.
1: Oh, Big, Big E doesn't like Cody Rose. <laughs> what, All is, right.
0: what is wow. going on right now?
1: All I can tell you is Cody's going to be somebody's bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, um, Ben, before we go move on to wrestling, um... So I have the, uh, 100, uh, man battle royale all set up. Uh, yeah. when do you, when, when do you want to do this, on the ne- we'll do this on the next show?
1: Yeah, we'll do that on, uh, on the, um, on the show next, uh, Tuesday.
0: And now see, here's my thought. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's a hundred men we're going to have four brackets okay so we have 25 okay. 25 25 25 then we're going to split them up between like uh the raw review and the pay-per-view reviews so we'll, and then now uh, we can move uh, the other matches the other matches over to the following show so we can uh, huh? go over like to the oh. big show Sounds good, man. But uh, do you want to pick your wrestler now or do you want to wait?
1: We'll just, we'll just wait.
0: All right. So um, another tournament that I found from our my friend the List King is the following. So let me pull up my uh, page here. And it is, let's see where this is. Ben's zoom back shortly. All right, Ben. So the other one I found. This is, um, leave this is a, an all women's tournament. Okay, so this is a thirty five. So this okay. is uh, for the year. Actually, me, i pull up the website because I have the, I have the website saved, so I can reference it. So this is the greatest main roster uh, women's tournament from 2014 to 2019. Okay. So here are the women on in this tournament. We have, we have Rosa Mendez. I'm going backwards from 35. We have Selena Vega, Eva Marie, Dana Brooke, Nikki Cross, Cameron.
1: Oh my God
0: sarah
1: logan i'm A- sorry what can you can you give me the the just because these names stuck just for my own entertainment can you give me the title of this tournament again it is
0: the greatest main roster women's tournament and these are the grades well between 2014 and 2019 is that what year oh my god so we have, hold well, we have, well, this is why they're at the bottom. This is all the bottom. I'm starting from the bottom, looking to number one. Okay. So we have Sarah Logan, we have Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, Tamina, Song of the Ville, Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan, Summer Ray, the legend.
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, but still <laughs> <my killer. laughs> we have
0: We have Lada oh my god maurice alicia fox emma ember moon mickey james ruby riot nia Jax, brie bella carmella naomi oscar natalia bailey alexa bliss sasha banks nikki bella alexa
1: bliss is a butt bailey no i don't think so Fuck off
0: Nikki, Bella, uh, Nikki Bella, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Paige. So that is a tournament that we're going to do uh, 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 after the 100-man uh, battle royal. Which I'm, oh. I'm curious, because the way that's going to work now, Ben, this is what's going to happen. So there's 100 men in the battle royal, OK? I'm going to use the randomizer. You're going to pick a number from 1 to 100, OK? And I'm gonna, you yeah. gonna pick a number from one to one hundred. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look at the list that I have and that I have on a list, the list of names on here, and and that will be your wrestler. Whichever number you choose will be your wrestler. However, you have three uh, passes, so if you don't like your pick, you can switch it three times. After the third time, whoever you get, that's your number. As your wrestler, okay. All right. So with that, um, we'll move on to wrestling roulette. Very good. So let me set up the playlist because I know there's gonna be some ads. All right, Ben, it's time to get into wrestling roulette. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. mean this works. So I play twenty one themes. Ten seconds. Ben has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. And Ben. I counted earlier today. I have over a thousand themes on this list.
2: Oh my god!
0: Between WWE, WCW, Impact, I have a few R.H. I think, but I also have some New Japan that I'm gonna add, be adding, and ECW. Okay. All right. So you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. Here we go.
2: Um oh, let's see mm. let's see is that um shoty
0: no, that is Zoe sark. Okay. All right, number two.
1: Getting it started with the ladies tonight. Um, (laughs) Karma.
0: Karma, yes. All right. Number three,
1: here we go. Is that America's greatest tag team? No. Shelton Benjamin and
2: Charlie Haas.
0: Okay, yeah, but you, you, you have, it's a—it's the world's greatest tag team, but yeah, I'll give it to you.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, what did I say? I'm gonna say, uh, America's I'm,
0: greatest tag
1: team. Yeah, I, I'm the world's greatest tag yeah. team, I'm sorry. All right, yeah.
0: that's, that's three, here we go, number four.
1: I really don't know.
0: Okay, that is Nathan Frazier.
2: Oh, okay. All right.
0: So number five, here we go.
2: is that biggie
0: no that is the prime time players
2: oh shit yeah okay that makes sense
0: that's five right yeah all right number yeah. six
2: is that elias no that is
0: batista the acoustic, is, version, the acoustic is, version.
2: Oh my god, that shouldn't even count. Holy fuck. You
0: know what? I'm not even going to count that. I'm going to give you another one. So this will be number six. Here we go. Ooh,
2: Chavo. Chavo, don't like oh. Chavo Guerrero
1: Jr. Tavo Guerrero Jr.,
0: yes. All right. Two number seven.
2: Um, uh, Seth Rollins.
0: Seth Rollins. Why are you on this list? Right back. Right back. Fuck! Why are you on that list? Stop it. That's number eight, right? Yeah. All right, number nine. Here we go.
2: I don't know
0: that is Finn Balor
2: Good that's, that's, nice. that, that,
0: that's actually uh, it says remix so there's like two versions there's the regular and then there's a the remix
2: okay fair enough all right number 10 You can't get anything off of that pass.
0: All right, so that is Eddie Edwards' tidal wave.
2: Yeah, there's no way in hell I would have got that. It's all right.
0: All right. Can
1: you replay that?
2: Alright. come on. Alright.
1: That author oh, um, is a pain?
0: No, that is the Viking Raiders.
2: Oh shit.
0: That is their original well uh, before uh, the current one okay all right so it's 11 number 12 here we go triple h
1: triple h all right Well, this is going to be a difficult guess, but I'm guessing Nation of Domination. No,
0: it's not. It says Farouk. It says Nation of Domination. No, no, it says Farouk, but yeah, I'm, I'm just messing with you. All right, here we go.
1: Stone called Steve Austin.
0: Stone Cold Steve Austin.
2: <laughs> yeah, baby.
1: God, that's horrible. Uh, she deserves so much better. Natalia.
0: Natalia. I don't know that is terrible. You remember when she was coming up to that team? That was ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Brock Lesnar.
0: Brock Lesnar at 17, right? Or is it 16?
2: We'll call it 16.
0: All right. Brock Lesnar. All right.
1: Rob Van Dam.
0: Rob Van Dam. All right. Here we go.
1: I honestly, brother, I have no
2: idea.
0: That is the Briscoes,
2: as in Jay and Mark.
0: Yeah,
2: oh my god,
0: that's a uh, Leonard skin. Give me back my bullets.
1: I would have had no idea. I'm sorry, All right, that's bro. terrible. I understand that. I'm so sorry.
0: Number yeah, number this number eighteen
1: coming up. Um, I have no idea, brother.
0: That is the Freebirds. Bad Street USA.
1: Um, oh shit.
2: Okay, I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry.
0: Number nineteen.
2: is bad this one what not I'm sorry can you
1: uh can you replay that?
2: Okay. Yes. Yes.
0: That is terrible.
2: Uh sniper,
1: I don't know.
0: That is Steph Delander
1: i have no idea who that persia is
0: persia Perado.
1: i still have no idea who that is
0: the one they was teaming with the harbaugh remember that other one that she was teaming with
2: no that was with the,
0: when they had oh wait you didn't watch the next scene that's why never mind
2: yeah, yeah I, my, bad, my bad <laughs>
0: all right here's the last one are you ready yep Oh, minus one point. Our first obstacle. Which I forgot to mention, we have obstacles in the game. If one if a wrestler's theme shows up more than once, after the first time, it's minus one.
2: Yeah. Okay. So.
0: So that was the last one. So Ben, you you got out of twenty one tracks, you have ten.
1: Well, that's not too bad.
0: So let's take a look at what 22 would have been.
2: Um. Yeah, I have no idea.
0: Good friend of wrestling POVs, the Bushwhackers.
1: Oh man, shit. I, I used to love the Bushwackers as a kid, too, so it's weird that I didn't get that. Um, so
0: that is Rusty Roulette. Wasting brings show to a close.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. So that is it for Episode 273 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Again, we have Wrestling POV on Friday night, myself and the 50-dollar man, Clay Cummings. And then we will be back with a new episode of PNC Penis Podcast on Tuesday, where we will have all the results from All Out and Payback. Yep, did I get for everything? sure. Did I get everything?
2: I, yes, you did.
1: Good job, <laughs> all bud.
0: All right. So, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say that to the fans. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll see you next time.